Hey team, before we get started with today's episode, I want to tell you about another show I think you'll like. Women Belong in the House is Wonder Media Network's flagship show, so it started this whole thing to begin with. 101 women currently serve in the House of Representatives. That's a record. But still, women make up just 23.2% of the governing body. That's where Women Belong in the House comes in. Last season, we talked about the record number of women running for the House in 2018. This time, we're talking about what it's like to actually serve in the governing body. I speak with women who are in the House of Representatives to learn about what it's like to serve in a place that wasn't built for you. Representatives open up about what it's like to be part of a diverse coalition and why it's so hard and necessary to work across the aisle. So check it out and subscribe to Women Belong in the House wherever you listen. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today's feminist was a legendary French journalist, author, midwife, women's rights activist, and world traveler. She was a leader in the early feminist movement in France and is perhaps best known for her work as writer and editor for the first French working-class feminist newspaper. She also lived through a plague and quarantine that feels particularly worth noting at this time. Please welcome Suzanne Boilcom. Suzanne Monnier was born in Paris, France in 1801 to working-class parents. She received some formal education at a local convent school, but spent most of her early years caring for her ill mother and working as an embroiderer to help support her family. When Suzanne was 21, she met an architect named Eugène Voilquin, and the two were soon married. Both Suzanne and her husband were interested in progressive politics and social movements, and they eventually joined a French social reform movement called Saint-Simonianism, Based on the ideas of political and economic philosopher Henri de Saint-Simon, the Saint-Simonian movement was based on the concept that the productive class needed preference over the idling class in order to have a productive and efficient modern industrial economy and society. In the eyes of the movement, the productive class included industrial workers and agrarian laborers, as well as businessmen, scientists, doctors, bankers, and really anyone else who worked for a living. Members of the movement believed that a society based on science, merit, and respect for the individual was vital for progress. Suzanne was especially drawn to Saint-Simonianism because of the movement's work to engage working-class women and its support for equal women's rights. These positions, in particular, were highly controversial for the time. But the movement dispersed in 1832, after its leaders were jailed. They were detained on charges related to promoting progressive ideas following a well-publicized trial. That same year, Suzanne gave her husband permission for an unofficial divorce. While divorce was still officially illegal in France, it was recognized within the Saint-Simonian community. Suzanne's husband left almost immediately to start a new life in Louisiana. After the divorce, Suzanne began writing articles and working as an editor for France's first feminist newspaper created by and focused on working-class women, La Tribune de Femmes. Working alongside other famous feminist writers and activists at the time, Suzanne and her colleagues were particularly focused on women's issues like the right to divorce, the right for women to work outside the home in all industries, the right to an education, 
and the need for society to offer real protections for mothers. When one of the major St. Simonian leaders was released from jail in 1834, Suzanne decided to join his newly formed sect and heeded its call to spread the movement's message throughout the world. In April of 1834, Suzanne moved to Egypt. Her goal was to live a life of active propaganda, meaning that she would support herself as a single woman working in the world in order to model the possibility of such a life for other women. Unfortunately, Suzanne's timing wasn't great. She arrived in Egypt during the middle of a plague outbreak. Work was very hard to find, as much of the population was in quarantine. She was eventually hired by a French doctor to tutor his children in exchange for him teaching her medicine. She could often be found working in his clinic dressed as a man. Suzanne eventually contracted the plague herself, though she recovered. Unfortunately, many of her friends, including the doctor and his family, were not as lucky. After her recovery, Suzanne returned to France, where she began studies in homeopathy and became a licensed midwife. She also continued her women's rights activism. In 1838, she tried to start an organization called the Maternal Association to Aid Young Mothers, but was unsuccessful in getting it fully off the ground. During this period, Suzanne's father fell ill and her brother was jailed as a political prisoner. Suzanne needed to support them and found little available work in France, so she left for St. Petersburg in 1839 with the hopes of finding better work there. Unfortunately, the job situation there was no better than in Paris, and the freezing Russian winters were highly problematic for Suzanne's health. In 1846, Suzanne returned to France. Two years later, with the start of the French Revolution of 1848, Suzanne joined with other leading feminists to organize for and promote employment and education rights for women. Suzanne organized midwives and wet nurses to form the Society of United Midwives. She also wrote for the leading feminist newspaper, La Voix de Femme. The new French Republic failed quickly and in relatively spectacular fashion in late 1848, and Suzanne left France yet again and moved to New Orleans to live with her sister. Sadly, there's little record of Suzanne's activities while in the U.S. In 1860, with the outbreak of the American Civil War, Suzanne returned to Paris. Six years later, in 1866, she published her now-famous memoirs detailing her incredible life, including her travels around the world. Suzanne died in Paris in 1877. All month, we've been talking about feminists. We've covered feminists in every theme so far. What differentiated March was that we looked at women who were particularly important to the women's rights movement, the suffrage movement, and or modern feminism and feminist theory. This month of Encyclopedia Womanica is brought to you by Fiverr, an online digital services marketplace connecting businesses with women who are creating, designing, copywriting, programming, editing, and more. Fiverr is here to support the world's freelance community during these challenging and uncertain times as businesses adapt in the face of the corona pandemic. Women are an integral part of Fiverr's platform, many having worked with some of the most influential brands in the world. Fiverr is here to support freelancers, entrepreneurs, and businesses at this time. Fiverr operates in over 160 countries and offers digital services across 300 categories. 
there are clearly lots of opportunities to change how the world works together with Fiverr in these unprecedented times. Head to FIVERR.com to see how Fiverr might be able to support you or your business. Tune in tomorrow for the first episode of our brand new theme. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our new Encyclopedia Womanica newsletter. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Encyclopedia Womanica. And you can follow me directly on Twitter at Jenny M. Kaplan. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.